We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Recorded live. Good evening to everyone. I want to wish everyone a wonderful night. Uh, this is Shannon, N5KLU, and we also have Don, NNX1Q, uh, from Georgia, Don Silva, and I'm Shannon Magali, and tonight uh, we're starting the uh, Magali and Friends Internet Program. Uh, Don, you with us? Uh, yes, sir. How are you? All right. A lot of developments, man. I don't know if you've oh, yeah. caught this, but I've been monitoring a, a woman over in the U.K., uh, her name's Kate Hopkins. You ever heard of her? Uh, not she's sure. A, she's a she's a newspaper column person. Oh, okay. They're talking about prosecuting her because you know I don't know if you've heard, but they're having over there in the UK they're having trouble with uh, with uh, illegals trying to come over in boats. In boats. And she, yeah, you know, she made a comment that she didn't care if the migrants died while they were trying to leave their their countries by boat or not. Now they're trying to prosecute her for it. For a comment? I didn't, yeah, yeah. And that wasn't like she was putting holes in the boat or anything, you know. But, what was uh, the charge? I'm not sure what they call it. Wow. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, I guess they don't have it in the UK. I don't, they don't have the First Amendment there. Yeah, I guess um, they take the hate speech very seriously, <laughs> shall we say. But let me tell you, I have been monitoring social network, and I cannot believe how much support that Trump is getting from the Latin community. Well, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people that have come here illegally that have been here a long time have a sense of belonging and maybe even entitlement as far as what's theirs here. They have a sense of possession, and many of them don't want more people coming because they feel threatened. So, you know, and that's in some cases. I mean, I've heard of that quite a bit, actually. And I'm so surprised at that. It, it shocked me. Uh, when when uh, Trump came to Laredo, I expected, uh, qu- and, I'm, and I'm, I'll have to confess that I uh, expected a lot more hate from the Latin community towards Trump. And when I seen all the defenders in social media, I was just blown away. You know, I realized that, well, we're, gonna yeah. win, that we're most likely going to win this battle. And uh, you got some diehard liberal Kool-Aid drinking idiots. But, uh, you know, they... When you start talking, like there was a report, I don't remember where it was at. It was about, uh, it was, of course, it was California, but uh, that uh, two women were going to be able to go out and hunt jobs now uh, because they had driver's license. But, you know, they didn't come out and say they were illegal aliens that they gave driver's license to so they could go out and get them an illegal job. You know, they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't bring that up. But, but some Latins on the social media were jumping up saying that that was the cause. And, uh, also, yeah, well, uh, a, go ahead. There was a big story about Trump comments on the border today. I guess um, CNN carried a story that actually he was on Fox News and he was, uh, you know, of course, those rhinos there, especially Bill O'Reilly, um, had problems with his comments regarding the border, um, having to do with building a fence and having Mexico pay for it. And um, well, look, look, I, didn't read, look, look, yeah. I didn't read anything there that wasn't the truth. You know, it was like, well, people are getting mad because someone's talking truth. Well, well you know, people want to really call not... it. People want to call it a wall because it's more offensive. It's offense. And well, anybody, I, and I challenge anybody to go with me on the border, and I'll introduce you to the ranchers and the farmers, and they'll tell you they love the fence where it's at, and they want more of the fence, and it works. They're just not going to say it on on camera because they're 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 worried about retaliation. But if you want yeah, to go with exactly. me and meet them in person, they'll tell you. Well, you know, people get upset. People get upset with truth. People get upset with opinions. Um, a couple friends of of mine, we were one day we we're holding a banner at rush hour in Los Angeles over the freeway that simply said "Deport illegal aliens." It, there's absolutely nothing with that statement at all. Nothing wrong with that statement at all. That's just a constitutional term, illegal alien. Now, of course, I use the term all the time, foreign nationally, you know, illegal, like foreign national in our country illegally. Constitution is where you derive the term illegal alien from. And someone came up there with a screwdriver and attacked the sign and, you know, just ran away. And we were at an overpass where you could, you, it was a very unsafe overpass built many years ago. We could have been killed. We just flipped over the, you know, and this is, you know, just more evidence that just people that are supposedly the ones that, you know, they're telling us to have tolerance are the most intolerant. And people have a problem with truth. People have a problem with truth unless it's convenient for them or something that they, you know, 
that they like. If it's something they like, fine. If it's something they don't like, well, that's I don't care if it's the truth. It's it's wrong. It needs to be changed. And you know, I don't care if it's the truth. They know it's the truth. And he he didn't make any comments, you know, that were wrong. It was just simply saying, hey, you know what? Mexico is profiting greatly from the United States. Um, they should be, they should be made to pay for for the fence. And it's like, oh well, how dare you say say something like that? You know, absolutely ridiculous. You know, as if Mexico couldn't you know help build the fence or build the fence entirely. Of course they could. You know, they're, they're government. Well, they've, they've been suppressing the truth. Right. They've been su- suppressing the truth for you know over ten years. I mean, uh, I've been involved in it for for you know that time, and and uh, I. I you know, it doesn't matter how much evidence that we put up, they, they look the other way, you know. Did you hear really about your did. friend, uh, did you hear about your friend uh, Osborne, Kelly Osborne? Oh, no, not at all. You know, I'm not a bit, not the strongest with current events in popular media. Well, you know, her whole family's liberal. So they got her on The View because they figured that, uh, you know, get her on there. And, and so they, her attempt was to bash uh, Donald Trump, but uh, she made a statement that uh, if Trump deported all the Latinos, and he's not trying to deport Latinos, he wants to deport illegal aliens from wherever they're from. Okay, but she yeah. says if you're going to if you're going to get rid of all the Latinos, you're not going to have anybody to clean your commode. And wow. uh, if you host, yeah, Boy, they have problems with that. She stuck her foot in her mouth with that one, didn't she? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she was backpedaling really bad. <laughs> Well, well, you know, of course she's an elitist. She, Kelly Osborne has known nothing but the silver spoon. Her dad has five hundred million in the bank. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but Ozzy Osborne is one of the richest people in England, um, which is amazing because there's nothing upstairs whatsoever. I mean, this, this guy is is just amazing that he's where he is and that he's lived so long and so forth and so on. But you know, she just showed her, her elitist side. That's all. You know, that, that's all. And, and anyone like that on the left, they end up stick just like Hillary Clinton stuck her foot in her mouth with uh, the comment about the gas station uh, owners uh, a number of years back. Now, you know, she's just nothing but a big money elite, and that's that's the way it is. But you know, you made a comment about a, a wall versus fence. Uh, you know, terminology really, honestly, fence wall. It 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 may sound to certain people, or may sound different, and for various reasons, like it's. Uh, the appropriate word is fence, but if a border is a border and someone's not supposed to, to cross it and you do something to impede their crossing, if you want it to be 100%, it really doesn't matter if it's a, a wall or a fence or uh, a monolithic structure, whatever you want to call it, if it accomplishes the purpose, which is keep people out or whatever, that that's the main thing. So it's, it doesn't change its, you know, its purpose or effect, whether you call it a wall or not. And uh, they, they could put up the uh, a force field, as far as I'm concerned, if it, you know, accomplished that purpose. You know, uh, the a giant barrier, the barrier. You could call it a barrier. You know, it just whatever whatever gets the job done. Well, and, I'll be uh, honest. I have fantasized about a, a, a force field that we could put on you, there. Have you really? That I've that, never thought of it that, until just now. That the government couldn't take down <laughs> and the Mexican government couldn't take down. Yeah. You know? Because that, yeah. because our government would take it down, just because they didn't thank us, or in it. Because I'm not going to mention, but we had one guy out there in uh, uh, Tornillo, along the border, 
there was there's there's these these uh, bridges that these illegals walk across. So they're irrigation controls, but they they they've got metal grates and people walk across them. They just like bridges. And he put a barbed uh, wire all around there. And uh, whoever in Mexico called about it, you know the uh, the the bridge, you know half of it's ours, but uh, still uh, there's no real deterrent. There isn't a deterrent anymore. There hasn't been a deterrence in 2008. That's what I tell people when when they start uh, giving give me this rhetoric that uh, Obama de- deported more in 2013 than any other president. I'm thinking, you know, I, you know, I wasn't a mathematician, but if you were deporting him in 2012 and then you suspend deportation and put in DACA and give all these people, then you, you're it's mathematically impossible. To deport more in 2013, it's a lie. You know, you more, can't more than quit likely, deporting. Yeah. You can't quit deporting and deport more when when there was enforcement. There hasn't really been enforcement since since 2008. The last time was those meatpacking places. That's the last time we had any enforcement because uh, Chief Chicken Choker in Washington has suspended everything because he thinks he's a dictator. And you haven't had anybody with any any uh, courage to take him on in, in uh, Washington in Congress. And the problem is, you know, the Democrats, they're just Kool-Aid directors. They're going to go whatever way he goes. Just like this uh, uh, this uh, treaty with uh, uh, Iran. It should never go through. The, you should just meet with, the, with the, the leader of Iran and explain to him, if we even think that, you're, that you've got a weapon, we're going to destroy your country. On the beachfront property out of it. That that's your warning. That that's the treaty right there. Because I, you know, we learned from North Korea that that these countries, no matter what we give them, they're not going to honor their end of the bargain. And it's just ridiculous. Did you hear about the voter ID, Texas voter ID? Uh, the uh, federal court there in Louisiana uh, said it's a violation of the uh, Voter Rights Act. Which I think is just bull because uh, you you need a an ID to to uh, to drink in a bar, an ID to to uh, write a check. I mean, it's it's unreal that they don't people don't want to ensure integrity in the voting system. Well, not only that, then they have you voting in a voting machine that you don't know where your vote's going. You don't know if that's been processed, not processed, uh, tampered with, nothing. My wife absolutely refuses to vote unless it's a you know paper ballot that's going to be. Do, do they still have those? Um, I think if you if you vote absentee, they you, you get one. But here in Georgia now, the places we voted, uh, which has only been really once <laughs> in the past years we've been here, um, when we went there, it was you know a diebold electronic voting machine and um i just am so disgusted with you know of course like you and frank you know is he joining us today uh he said he was going to try uh okay uh yeah so disgusted with you know so many of the things that have happened in, in this country so quickly in the last 10 20 years it's really flabbergasting and while everyone's you know down with the bread and circus and the electronic media uh and you know you know, it's just basically why does it take why is it going to take a nuclear war 
and having everyone's kids pick through trash piles to bring any kind of sense back to and and equilibrium back to anything. Is that what it's really going to take at this point? You know, you, you're having people tell you that right is wrong and wrong is right. Truth is wrong and, you know, needs to be, you know, adjusted to some other form of thinking. And well, they think everything they about keep... the Constitution is starting to really tick people off, you know. Well, I think that, that the, if you keep saying, if you keep putting a spin on something, then before long, people will believe that, you know. Well, no doubt. Like Donald and, Trump, and down. Know, he, made a, he made a comment about... Uh, Illegal aliens and, and rapists and, and, you know, murderers coming over here. And, and they automatically just want to say you're talking about all of it. What is the difference? Maybe you can explain it to me. What is the difference between a Hispanic and a Latino? <laughs> no, I'm curious. I've, well, if I've, you want to get technical, it has to do well. Then you might as well bring Chicano into it, too. The, these are terms that you could, you know, differentiate, you know, slightly, um, you know, with as far as Latino, Hispanic, Chicano, um, you know, some of it has to do with Americanization and um, some of it has to do with, you know, whether or not someone has, you know, has to do with, uh, um, you know, just strictly their origin derived from um, the Spanish influence, you know, versus uh, American you know, influence. It's sort of like a similar thing where, you know, Hellenization in the, in the you know, Mediterranean. Well, okay, I was always four, told five, six years. that the original meaning of Hispanic in its original definition was a Spanish-speaking person that migrated to North America. So me, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, well, if that was the true original definition, then a person from Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras uh, couldn't be... Uh, couldn't be a Hispanic, you know, but that was the original definition. Besides, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to tell, I'm telling, you know, when somebody asks me who I am, I'm telling them I'm American. I'm not ashamed of my race. I don't, uh, where I'm from, uh, why why do people, why do people of Latin descent seem to want to disguise where they're from? Well, it's worse than that. If I call someone a Mexican, that's almost like a curse, dirty curse word now. I say that in front of my kids sometimes, and they they kind of wince a little bit, you know. I said that guy's that guy over there is a, you know he's a Mexican. They go whoa whoa wait a minute. I said no, you know. I, I said where well, that's like saying I'm I'm an American. He's a Mexican. What's wrong with that? I didn't say exactly bad. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I, I, didn't, I just said a, a matter of fact. He's a Mexican. He's not an American. He's in this country illegally, and that's why sometimes they use those terms because it's very easy to. To, to get it all mixed up, but it, it definitely brings attention to it in a way which is definitive. He is a Mexican. Well, he's over. Well, no, you don't understand. He's done nothing to secure any kind of legal status, um, legal migrant status, uh, permanent resident status, anything. He's a Mexican, and is he, he's either in this country legally or he's in this country illegally. All right. And let's put it to another, you know, another in another way. If someone's here from Canada and they're here and they don't have, you know, any kind of status or this or that, they're a Canadian. Am I going to feel bad if I call them a Canadian? Of course not. But because of all the stigmatizing of, oh, you're a bigot or whatever because you have a problem with someone being in your country illegally and you just, oh, no, you need to feel so sorry for everyone that, 
you need to, need to absorb that, and you're just cold-hearted and black-hearted. If you don't, all that stigma, it sounds different. When you call someone a Mexican, it sounds like you're saying a dirty word. If you call someone a Canadian, if they're here, <laughs> that's, there's no problem with that because Canadians are proud, and they're proud to be Canadians in America, and they don't want to usually come here anyway. <laughs> but all the Mexicans, you know, a lot of them want to come here. Of course, they want to retain. They're proud to be called Mexican. You call them Mexican, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Viva Mexico, you know? Yeah, but I've you seen call a lot of... Mexican, uh, forget it. I've seen a lot of racism uh, towards other Latin uh, countries, people from other Latin countries, because they say they're not original Mexicans. I've seen a lot of uh, that racism come back. Oh, and the Puerto Ricans... Yeah. You know they're uh, they've got they've got legal status, but uh, it's like they they've lost something now, and they're trying to figure out who to blame for the current crisis of uh, Puerto Rico because it's fixing to go belly up. Great, but uh, you know I'd say that uh, Luis Gutierrez and and uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera they all need to get their ass out there with their money and try to revive that thing. Huh. Yeah, right. That's like saying the Arabs should absorb the refugees in, in Gaza and all that. Yeah, they could do it, but are they going to? No. They just complain about, you know, how you know the Jewish people should do all that, but they have hundreds of billions of dollars, and those people are suffering in an, in an, in an unimaginable way over there. But are they doing anything about their Arab brothers? No. I don't even well, know they have any charity. When do, we find out, when, do we find out, when do we find out who made... Uh, who made the the top ten for the the debate on tomorrow? When do we find out about that? I don't know because Perry. it depends on who's doing who's doing the debate. Fox, but uh, Perry Perry's not on there. He didn't make the grade. Uh, uh, Chief Chicken Choker uh, Lindsey Graham. He didn't make it either. Uh, I don't know if Ted Cruz is going to make it. Uh, 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 Trump is like at 24 or 26% now. So much for uh, those predictions that uh, that he, it's just a temporary thing. He's going to fall back. So, so I, it's, I can't it's believe this the top, The top three are like who? Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Donald no, Trump? No, uh, I think it's Scott Walker, uh, Jeb Bush, and uh, Trump. Oh, Jeb Bush, that's right. <laughs> what a clown show. I mean, Jeb Bush, please. And, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham, I can't even believe he'd even think about running, running, running for president. You know, the only one that would have any of my interests at this point would either be Rand Paul or Trump. But I don't know anything about, you know, Trump still. But even Rand Paul, it's like, no, no, there's, he's disqualified for certain reasons in my eyes. But so as usual, the, uh, you know, Republicans are tossing up a puke salad. And here we go. And, you know, it kind of came to me today. I've, I've had certain friends get mad at me over the, you know, the last election cycle. And it kind of just came to me in a new way today. I, and I thought to myself, you know, now, these are friends of mine that are in the faith. So I, I got to thinking, I said, now, wait a minute. Are you telling me that God would be displeased with me because I don't want to vote for a phony evil man? Because another phony evil man that you consider worse would get in there. So you're saying, and now if God, if God is not going to be displeased with me for voting, for not voting for a phony evil man, then who are any of us to get upset with each other? Because, you know, I refuse to vote for a phony evil man. 
if if God doesn't expect me to vote for a phony evil man, then why are you getting mad at me? Because I don't want to vote for a phony evil man. <laughs> or do you think God expects me to do that? Or God, you know, uh, this is all just so, it's all so silly that you can't even really wrap your mind around it anymore. You know, you're being told that you're a bad person if you don't want to vote for a phony evil man and you want to vote for someone that you consider a good, upright person, you're being told you're bad. This is how backwards it is now. It's just unthinkable. You just have to ignore it because you just it's its so awful. No, I agree. I agree. Anybody that tries to uh, to put anything into the light, they're either called a, a xenophobe, a racist, a hater, uh, any number of things to make them retreat, to uh, retreat from what they're doing, you know. And uh, that, that, that's what I've had to deal with for 10 years. I lost my Internet connection and reestablished, so I'm uh, having to reset everything. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, okay. But uh, the voter ID was, uh, was decided uh, by the uh, Fifth Circuit Court in Louisiana. I was trying to pull it up somewhere. Uh, and uh, the, by the Fifth Circuit Court, of course, you know, that's a liberal territory out there. And uh, uh, they're going to appeal the ruling, so uh, it's going to go to the highest court. I can't imagine the Supreme Court telling us that it doesn't make sense to have IDs to vote, that you need an ID to drive, that you need an ID to cash a check, you need an ID for everything. I don't understand where the liberal argument is. They should be wanting to make sure that we're not uh, committing fraud. They proved, one small reporter proved in, in Florida, in one county in Florida, that there were a bunch of people illegally voting. You know, illegal aliens, people that didn't have citizenship, not necessarily illegal aliens, but just residents, that were voting. They were like bragging about voting. And then when they were confronted about, you know, them voting illegally, you know, they uh, run for cover, you know. And with that type of uh, stuff happening, uh, you figured that all Americans would want a little bit of integrity. No, I don't think the general public has a problem with it because I know for years in California when I went to vote, you know, I had to show an ID that matched the address on the uh, the actual log that they had there. They had a paper log. And they took your ID, asked you where you lived, found you, and crossed you off, and put a line through your name so you couldn't vote twice. Gave you your ballot, everything. Took your ID back, and you went to the little uh, punch-o-rama and did your thing, you know. And it was like, no no big deal. You know, you weren't going to show up and without an ID and vote. That's it, you know, unless they were slacking off. Um, I actually worked, you know, when I was, I don't know, it was 25 years ago now, back when um, Jesse Jackson was running for president one year. And uh, I actually worked the election, the election as, a, as a volunteer, you know. <clears throat> and I was the one who you walked up to and I crossed your name off. So, you know, you had to actually, you know, prove who you were. <laughs> And I don't remember well, anyone really having a problem with that. You know, it's just sort of like standard. You walk in, say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Okay, so-and-so, 
do you have anything with photo ID with, you know, your name on it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I want to know, I want to make sure that my vote counts. I don't like the thought of somebody else voting contrary to me and canceling my vote, but I believe that's fair. And I've been taught fair in my lifetime. But these politicians, uh, they just want to, you know, they just they want to stay in power uh, as long as they can. I mean, uh, most of them are in there for 24 to uh, 30 years. And wow. nobody else gets a chance. And they continue to make millions of dollars for their kids, for their family. And when they weren't millionaires, when they started. Yeah, well, they got a big pay increase probably because Congress is paid pretty high now compared to everyone else. I mean, they're getting like five times the typical wage. Well, uh, Dan Patrick is uh, talking about uh, filing an appeal or that they're going to file an appeal. That he made the following statement regarding the fifth court of appeals on the on the voter ID. As a joint author of the Texas voter ID law, I strongly disagree with the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling, which rejected a portion of the law, Texas voter ID law, was passed by the legislature with the intent of preserving the integrity of, of the voting process. There was never any intention of preventing anyone from voting who is legally qualified to do so. It was designed to make sure that every vote that is cast is done so lawfully. Well, you know, the the big argument against usually is that, well, it discriminates. Well, huh? How does that happen? Well, they say that people without IDs, such as elderly people, um, would be disqualified from voting because they don't have IDs a lot of the time. Well, I didn't run into like, a well, lot of. Uh, uh, okay, you know is that. So they went their whole life without an ID, and now they're elderly. That doesn't make any sense. Those are the people that would have IDs, right? Because, you know, once you become of age, you have some kind of ID. And uh, if you get your driver's license taken away, well, you can still get a, a state-issued ID, um, George State of Georgia identification card or state no, of Texas. No, you're, you're, I don't know how it is in California or uh, Georgia, but in Texas, uh, when you turn 18, you're supposed to carry ID with you. Yeah, that, so, that's yeah. My wife had that. My wife had that. Yeah. Okay, well, you're supposed to carry ID with you, whether it's a driver's license or a, a, a CHL or or whatever. Okay, but you're supposed to be, carry ID with you, state issued ID or 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 federal ID. You know, but in Texas, we're not accepting matricular consular cards. So now we got people all upset because <laughs> we're not we're not giving them uh, birth certificates for their anchor babies. Now they're all upset. Oh, that's about true, that. huh? Oh, that's true, huh? Texas finally took a step. Yeah, but we've been waiting how long for them to do anything about that on a federal level, even though people have been supposedly introducing legislation to close the anchor baby loophole. I mean, that's gone. Where's that gone? I haven't heard of that in years now. <laughs> so Texas has finally did it on a state level. Yeah, it's just a matter of time till the feds want to crack down on that. You know, sorry Texas, you can't do things on your own to protect yourself. No, you gotta, you gotta honor the uh, kids being born here and make them United States citizens. But 
I'm sure there's a lot of cases now in Texas where babies have been born recently where they've, you know, there's probably law firms just burgeoning with cases with that now. Well, okay, but I'm trying to explain to them what we're doing. And these illegal alien supporters and illegal aliens, I mean, uh, you know, if you took, you know, and created a fire and told them it was fire, they wouldn't believe you, okay? And I told them, I said, uh, you know, I've been on Discuss, uh, D-I-S-Q-U-S, you know, and uh, I've been trying to explain to them that Texas were just trying to uh, create legal standing. And uh, no, they're not. And I said, yeah. I said, Texas doesn't have standing. So Texas creates this, this, this situation, and the illegal aliens can claim injury, can claim standing, which is playing into Texas' hands because they want the Supreme Court to look, look over this again and uh, rule properly because uh, they don't believe that the Founding Fathers intended for birthright citizenship to be given in this fashion where you just come over here and go shopping and drop a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you could you can come over to visit for the day, say, for instance, in, uh, uh, let's just pick a town, like the El Paso. People go back and forth in El Paso and, you know, uh, what is that sewer hole? Juarez, right? They go back and forth from Juarez El Paso all day long, um, visiting and shopping and whatever. So someone comes over to shop, and while they're here uh, in, in El Paso, they have the baby, and then that baby's a U.S. citizen. That's how ridiculous that is. Everyone would say, well, of course not. But just because someone's stuck in the country and is living here, or a lot of times they don't even do that. They just show up at the hospitals in San Diego. They, they literally come across and, you know, have the baby, and then the baby's a citizen. I know, but if you told somebody from Montana that's been working out on a farm all his life that that's the case, they'd think you're full of it. You know? <laughs> this ain't happening, you know. I want to welcome guest four on. Do uh, you have any questions or anything you want to talk about? No. Hi, Don. Hi, uh, Shannon. How are you doing? Frank. Uh, hi. hi, Frank. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing good. I was happy to to hear Don after so many years. Uh, I think it was last week you guys had a call. Was it a few days ago? And I, I, I know you guys are having a gathering, so I took some time out from all the drywall and stuff I'm doing here in my third world mansion and decided I'd, I'd uh, say hello. But yeah, go on with, with the talk. You know, out here uh, in, in Montana, which is right above me, uh, there was a, uh, or there is, a Mexican national that destroyed a complete family, killed the mother, killed the father, oh. shot oh, at the daughter, and she survived. He shot her uh, in the back, Frank. Shot her in the back. Now, he happens to live 30 miles south of me in Warland, Wyoming. This is where this critter resides. His immigration status is not really known because supposedly he has legal papers that he received two years ago. He's 18 now. He supposedly got these papers at 16. There's all kinds of questions about his supposed legalized status. And what it appears more is like uh, he might have started working for the drug cartel. The area he was in is, is a drug alley, and it's part of the Indian Reservation in Montana. I, I even went so far as to go to church this, uh, this last Sunday. 
having been invited by a pastor friend, and um, uh, the pastor's daughter, the pastor's daughter was there, and she had given this guy a ride, um, and she was shocked because she had worked with this guy for four or five months, and he seemed to be a nice kid, and so she was just completely shocked. But well, yeah, there it is. She's probably very thankful it wasn't her. No, well, so he's probably not a dreamer or anything like that. He's yeah, yeah, I, I suspect he was given DACA because they said his mom was 69, okay? So that means his mom hasn't been over here for 20 or 25 years, and, you know, he would be considered a, an American if he was born here. But his you mom know, is there's nothing but speculation at this point in time because the proper information is not being released to people. They're just saying that he is legal. Well, what does that mean? Is he one of these Obama uh, legals that, you know, he showed up and they said, hey, you know, you know what, uh, give, him, uh, give him status in the United States. He's a refugee. You know, if you're a refugee, you've got status right away. We don't know what his real status is, but people are saying that this is, an illegal alien that has been dressed up to look as if he has legitimacy in being here in the United States and that the federal government did that for him. Right, and had wow. Obama and the Democrats not have given him DACA, he wouldn't have been here to kill. See, we're back at that same point again. You can't, he's not a rocket scientist, so he didn't get a student visa to come over here because his mom wasn't legal either. So it wasn't a student visa that got him over here in the first place. He was we, don't know what, we don't know what he is. We don't know what he is. I called the the uh, county, uh, the Park County Sheriff's Department is where he was being held because he was captured in Wyoming. Now, Park County is an hour away from me. And I called so that I could have a visit with the fella. And they told me that was an impossibility because uh, he had already been transferred out. He had been given over to the federal authorities. And I said, well, what federal authority is this? Is this the FBI? Is it ICE? What is it? We can't tell you. So, you know, there again is that roadblock. Now, I haven't completely given up. I would uh, hope to go visit him in Montana when he's incarcerated and uh, bring him a jalapeno or something, see if he'll talk. Well, okay, Frank, real twisted. <laughs> normally what you do... If you've got a, if you get like a, if you get like a warrant, and somebody crosses state lines, then they issue a, an, a, we'll call it an interstate flight to avoid prosecution. But they, they very rarely prosecute you on it. They just, they take you and surrender you back in custody of the state that you committed the, uh, the crime in. You know, so if you committed a, a kidnapping, you know, and crossed state lines, that's different. The feds are usually prosecuted on that. But if you commit a murder in Montana and flee to another state, they'll issue a, a federal interstate flight to avoid prosecution warrant, get you back in custody, then bring you back to the to the uh, jurisdiction uh, of the charge. So, But this sounds like something different. It sounds like a cover-up, so this sounds like. I think that there is a partial cover-up on the part of the federal agencies uh, with respect to this guy, and I would hope to find out all the actual information. There's a lot of misinformation now. He already had some paperwork down here in Wyoming for burglary. I mean, what, what else do you do when you come from Mexico and, you know, uh, you just got off pulling off a scam where you have legal papers of some kind, and, and that's, you know, he had committed the burglary, and the feds did not want to deport because he had legal status. That's what came in. So, okay, 
Mr. Mexican National gets to stay, and he wipes out an entire family. He's got another issue. He did this crime, um, I think, in uh, the Indian Territory. The, the persons that he killed were, in fact, American Indians, part of the, the uh, what, what, what's it called, the Indian Nation or whatever the hell they want to call themselves these days, you know. So he's, the Bureau of Indian Affairs is involved. As of today, I take it it's the FBI that is involved. You've got Montana and you've got Wyoming, all this, and he's only 18 years of age. What an accomplishment and what a poster child for the wonderful people coming from south of the border. I want more. Yeah. yeah thank do, you do we know where he's from? Is he, where's, he at, uh, where's he from in Latin America? He's from Mexico. He's a Mexican national. Okay. He, in, in, in essence, he may have legal paperwork, but he has uh, only uh, been given a right to be here legally. He retains citizenship. He's still a Mexican. That's what he is. And you should see the pictures of this guy. I looked up his Facebook page when he had graduated from Warland High School, and he looks like a sweet kid. And, in fact, the woman that gave him the ride and who worked with him for four or five months at a local grocery store down there in Warland said that he was, he was a good kid. He was all right. His English was okay and stuff like that. But now the mugshot shows this hardened, horrible, like a demon-possessed person. That's, he looks like he's got darkness in his soul that uh, only an exorcist could pull out. Really? It's well, uh, you sure he was, did he was he popping peyote caps over there, or what was he? What was he doing? You know, I I have huh. no idea what what he was doing, but but check this out. This this woman stops because she finds this Hispanic by the side of the road. He has no gasoline, or his tr- vehicles run out of gasoline. She goes and she gets her husband and her daughter. Why she did that, I don't know. Okay, but they come back, and they give this guy a ride. They get him some gasoline and stuff like that. And then it's hard to put together what happened. Apparently, he wanted to hold them up, and they didn't have any money or something, and something happened there. He decided he was going to shoot the father, shot him, killed him, shoot the mom, shot her, killed her. And then the daughter, who is, depending upon what version of the story you get, because there are multiple versions, ages change, names change, she was approximately 25 years of age. She got shot in the back and grazed. Her head was grazed. Wound up in the hospital. Did not know that her parents had been executed. Did not know. And people shut off televisions. They didn't let her know what was going on. Maybe by now they have told her that she has no family left. It's over. Isn't that lovely? Yep. Add, add the parents to the wall. The wall of people, you know, a memorial website where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures and stories are posted of uh, deaths and mayhem, you know, Mm -hmm. perpetrated by foreign nationals in this country illegally. Uh, And it's just one more story. Of course, popular media hasn't picked that up. I scan through some of it sometimes and it's just mostly vapid junk. Um, Here and there, they, you know, cover some bigger story. But uh, something like this, uh, I, I don't know, it's hardly even a footnote on the national level, you know, something so horrible as this, it's so ridiculous, but, you know, it doesn't fit the mold. Well, and there'll be one tomorrow, you know, you know, you heard, anybody heard anything more on that uh, shooting there in Nashville? 51-year-old man 
obviously laying in wait for the cops. He caused a, a disturbance so the police would arrive, and he engaged the police. Yeah, I guess he's about the theater the shooting. Yeah, uh, here there's no deaths, and he's but he's dead. Hmm. Yeah, he engaged a, a cop coming out of the video room, and then other cops were working a traffic scene at the edge of the property, and they ran uh, when people hollered and told them what was going on, and he engaged one of those, and a, and a SWAT member took him out. I heard. Yeah. Did y'all hear about John Stossel trying to get a gun permit? <laughs> no. You know, you're the second person today that brought his name up today. So yeah, I haven't, he I haven't heard that. of him in a long time. I didn't even know. I thought they killed him off. <laughs> no, he says, in my town, New York City, enforces rigid gun laws. Police refuse to assign me a gun permit. The law doesn't even let me hold a fake gun on TV to demonstrate something. You know? He said it's unreal. And he said that that uh, uh, that the places where there's a lot of guns, there's there's less crime. Oh, how dare you say that? And uh, uh, he says, but he can't get a gun being in New York. He can't convince these people. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a freak show there. Well, he's trying to get a liberal to admit that he was wrong. So are you going to watch the debate tomorrow night, uh, Frank? Oh, you better believe it. Yes, I will be watching the debate. I'm interested in seeing uh, how it will evolve. Will it be the regular boring affair that it has always been with robot-like beings uh, answer, you know, answering questions that uh, don't even touch on the reality of what our lives are in the United States these days? Or will it erupt into a more human-like discussion of what is going on by virtue of having Donald Trump there. I don't know what, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I personally, I'm personally going to watch it just to see uh, Donald Trump's hand gestures. Yeah, it's uh, to me, it's almost like uh, the equivalent of uh, WWF wrestling or something, but the verbal version of it. I want to see this version <laughs> to that. And I I would indeed enjoy watching that. I can just see Donald Trump coming down wearing, uh, you know, Spangled Banner uh, trunks and uh, an American flag cape and a big top hat, nothing else, you know. And he's coming down the aisle and the the, uh, wrestling fans are cheering his ass. And he jumps up there, gets up to the ring and stands up on the ropes and, you know, puts out a big old big V with his uh, fingers of both hands forming a V also, you know, and then you got Jeb Bush coming down wearing a uh, a Mexican serape, a big old Mexican hat, and uh, some frumpy shoes uh, coming down the aisle to uh, mariachi music and stuff like that, and that's uh, that's about the, what I can get out of my imagination on that. Oh, my word, yeah. So when well, they drink I beer at the end of the thing, he's drinking Modelo and not Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, can you see Jeb Bush coming down dressed as I described, and he's got a, an entourage of day labor workers uh, uh, right behind him, you know, <laughs> with, with Home Depot signs, uh, shop at Home Depot uh, on their t- yeah, yeah. stuff, and, <laughs> and un- unlicensed food vendors, right? You know, chasing right after. Uh, Yeah. Don knows all about that. Oh, please. 
Yeah. They were crowded. They would, uh, yeah, they would make these huge wooden signs out of plywood, stand on the side of the road with coconuts and fruit. And the signs yeah. say, Cocos y Fruit doesn't it? Just giant plywood signs, like 8 by 10. I'm not kidding you. An entire sheet of plywood out there on the side of the road, you yeah. know, with, painted with some cheap roller, paint roller. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one day yeah, they I actually busted fine. one of them. But, you know, it was amazing. I'm like, they're actually busting him. That was, like, incredible. <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I last, uh, my last few days there in California, I, I had to report to downtown L.A., uh, which was a 200-mile round trip, but that's what I was doing. I was working a night shift. And as I neared uh, downtown L.A. and, you know, you hit the traffic lights, it would be these food vendors, you know, with their little coconuts and crap. It was just like you were in South America someplace. They had these oh, little yeah. cars. Sometimes they'd... They they would just take a few coconuts in hand and they'd jump out between the cars wanting you to buy one and it was oh, yeah. totally third world uh, outside where I worked there was a guy that was selling uh, tacos or something like that it was totally you know no licenses no nothing just you know blasting out your butt type stuff and, and it was it was unbelievable I actually went around videoing areas that I used to frequent when I was a kid out there in L A. And those areas were formerly like white and clean and everything. And now there were all these little short squat people that looked like they just came from South America. You can tell the way they're dressed. Some, you know, look like Mexicans. Some look like Guatemalans. They're all talking in Spanish. There's garbage all over the place, heaping mounds of garbage everywhere. And they're completely happy in their, in their new third world environment that they've created. They're carved out of what used to be a respectable neighborhood. And and that's L.A. That's L.A. It's California. That, that, is, that is L.A. Exactly. It's just yeah. been transformed into an, 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 an just amazing panorama of, of of third world behavior. Oh, and, good and lord! Yes. And that's it's, tame. That's mm-hmm. tame. Really, what you're describing. You know, some of it goes further than that. So, you're being nice. It 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 does. And now, Don, did you hear about the uh, city of Huntington Park and how they have their first two illegal alien commissioners that have been appointed by a Hispanic council member? <laughs> yeah. oh, no, did no, you know? Just, oh, yeah, that just, just happened recently, and they're getting heat oh, from yeah. it. But you know, well, they're, they're representing the community. I'm sorry, you know, they they really are. I mean, that's yeah, the, they that's are. The, they, that's they the are. base. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, they're representation. Yeah, but uh, they they laid they got rid of predominantly white people to bring those in. Well, they're not. Represent- this woman was complaining about the people there. Even yeah. the mayor's yeah. a Mexican too, and she uh, she seconded and defended you know having these illegal aliens um, uh, being commissioners over county park and i don't know what else. And I heard the illegal alien speak, and his you know his his English is not so good. But there he is. Pedro is you couldn't deport him, though. There's no way. They can line up and get licenses, and they can get benefits for the anchor babies, but nope, there's no. it's impossible to deport them, even though they're sitting right in front of a desk, a federal yeah. desk. Yeah. A federal desk right. applying for benefits. Yeah, yeah. This is where this takes us is to, to uh, the breakup of the United States, an inevitable break apart or secession. I mean, you look at Donald Trump. Okay, fine. Donald Trump has a couple of things uh, outstanding. Number one, he appears to have captured everybody's imagination, including mine, because he's the uh, um, anti-establishment candidate, I would say. Okay? 
he's not been a part of it, at least as intimately as the other persons who are running. But the uh, establishment doesn't want him. So there's a big question mark in terms of him being the Republican nominee. I would lean more towards saying that the crooked Republican Party is going to say, nope, okay? They'll, they'll just make it look good, but they've already said nope. Now, even though the people want him, and I think it's going to turn out to be that way, the uh, Republicans conceivably will say no. Now, if by some miracle he makes it, he still has to work with the incredibly crooked Republican Party and Democrat Party, who will not allow him to do much of anything, or they'll have him assassinated. I don't know. But you look beyond that scenario, there's nothing left. There's nothing left except for people to say, we want to secede, we want to get out of this uh, arrangement that we have with all these people that are boning us 24-7. We want out. And the federal government is going to say, no, you can't. Do you remember the Civil War? Do you remember what happened then? So I think we're on that road. I really do. Well, you know, Frank, I don't know how much you study about the RNC really, but, you know, when my wife and I, especially my wife, she was a, you know, a little bit of a Ron Paul zealot, uh, more than myself. And, you know, we, we basically got a little more knowledge about how all that worked because the RNC, of course, was giving him the black ball, even though he was, the, you know, one of the more popular yeah. candidates. Um, essentially, the RNC, RNC ultimately can pick the candidate. They don't need people yep. voting. They don't need primaries, nothing. The RNC eventually ultimately can pick whomever they want. So that's yeah. why they're nominee. It just, yeah, it just comes down to that. You know, if they don't yeah. want him, he's done. He's done. He's done. They hold they, all the purse strings and whatever. So that's right. And they don't want him. He's a threat to you know what's been established in Washington. That becomes obvious. In essence, they've already said no. So then he is going to try it, but he's prepared to go third party. He won't make it as the third party. And people are saying, well, it's going to give it to Hillary. Well, you can put that on the Republican Party. I don't think you can, you know, Donald Trump has a right to run as a third-party candidate. Uh, America, at least in my opinion, is done anyways. It's, uh, I think we may as well recognize what this is. And I, I don't see this as even qualifying as being a country for civilized people anymore. What? No border control? Not, not upholding the laws? Making up stuff all the time? Who we? I guess the question oh, yeah, is: Will the will the will the RNC try to throw the elections if they can't get who they wanted? Well, well, back to what Frank was saying. You know, you have the last piece of the puzzle in place for neo you know neo feudalism, which is the NDAA. You can now be thrown into the dungeon without any recourse, without it, without any charge. Uh, you know, we're detained indefinitely without any kind of you know uh, recourse whatsoever under the NDAA. And it's just like a monarchy now where you can just throw them in the dungeon. The center, just throw them in the dungeon. You know, it's never yeah. the earth from again. So ultimately, America really, when that pillar came away and you didn't have any more habeas corpus, that was the end of Western civilization as you know it. And yes, I did right. It's 800 years of, of building on the Magna Carta and so forth and so on. And those ideals and, and ideas and principles were gone. They were swept away with the with the stroke of Obama's pen, mm-hmm. period. And because ultimately they can default back to the NDAA and render everything a moot point. And and that's it. Without if you don't have habeas corpus, you don't have a Western civilization. You just don't. Well, because I, I was thing always taught. Away. I was always taught because um, I worked with lawyers for years that the most power, powerful uh, instrument was the writ of habeas corpus. 
and to have yeah. uh, Alberto Gonzalez sit there in front of Arlen Specter and, and keep repeating that well, the Constitution doesn't say everybody's got a right to the to the to the writ of habeas corpus. Well, the founding fathers didn't think they were going to have to say it. They just said you couldn't suspend it. You couldn't suspend it except during rebellion or invasion. You know, and that's why when Alberto Gonzalez came down to Texas Tech to uh, teach a class, they turned their backs on him. The students did. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a real sad, sad state of affairs. The United States was the you know the 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 entity that would sweep it away uh, when you have all these bozo you know uh, European nations that still you know <laughs> haven't swept that away. Yep, you thought the Patriot Act was bad. Forget that. That was just a precursor baby brother to this whole thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we know people that, you know, all the talking head Republicans would say, well, yeah, the Patriot Act, you don't know anyone who that's been used against you. That's just never never used. Well, you know, that happened to one of our activist friends back in the day. <laughs> you know, uh, Randy D. I don't know if you remember him, but uh, they brought him, yeah. they brought charges against him under the Patriot Act, making a terrorist threat for some little one-line threat he made on the it wasn't a threat i mean one one little one-line thing he said and basically some goon got a hold of it and fished it with the fbi until they got a hold of somebody who didn't like our cause and then he got slammed with five hundred thousand dollars bail for making a, a, a one-line statement on the internet who was this randy d he was one of the yeah, uh, I remember. stators yeah i, I remember him. he actually got locked up for a while yeah he was in there for five months I went to visit him. I mean, the guy looked like a ghost. It was, it was just his lips were all cracked. He, he just this was you know the state of California prisons or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm sure it still is. <laughs> he just looked malnourished and you know it, it looked like he was maybe having scurvy over on a boat coming from from England or something. You know, the Mayflower uh-huh. or whatever it was. <laughs> it was he pitiful. was demoralized. He was demoralized. Oh. He was he was broken. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was, and he yeah, probably so anyway. has a felony, so he can't vote. He can't have weapons. I bet you. Well, I don't know Did what he did with gun charge, but and they dropped that charge against him because there was no merit to it. Eventually, but the fact of the matter is, you could be slammed in. The, you could be slammed into jail with under under the Patriot Act, terrorist threat, five hundred thousand dollars bail for a one line thing on the internet. So this is one thing. So that was the Patriot Act they got him on. Yes. And what was the statement that he had made? He basically said something to the effect of someone said something that was um, happening to an activist, like you know something bad. And he said, "Well, how would how would someone from the ACLU like it if if that happened to them or someone did that to them?" That's it. And so that was viewed as you know like he was saying that he was going to execute you know this such a thing you know. And so some goon got a hold of it. At first, it went nowhere. And then he just kept fishing until he found someone within, you know, inside of the FBI that didn't like us. Mm-hmm. And then they, they raided his house, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and where, where they had something to go with is they, um, they found a, an assault rifle that wasn't grandfathered in under the Feinstein, you know, uh, Nazi uh, Gestapo crackdown there uh, when she did all that. And mm-hmm. so they set up. There you go. There we'll just lock you right up under that and charge you with this also. And then he was living on some shared property or something where they had a pot plant or something stupid and minor. Mm-hmm. So they brought three charges against him. But the primary one was, you know, five hundred thousand for the 
for the, the, the terrorist threat. <laughs> so anyone who's out there, you know, saying this can't be done and, wow, this is just well, – let, let me tell you, the NDAA has way more teeth than the Patriot Act ever thought of having. Mm-hmm. And in effect, in effect, now they don't even need to bring a charge against you. You could be a, you know, suspected terrorist, quote-unquote. And who can make – anyone can make that up. <laughs> just, yeah, we suspect you. Okay, come with us. Well, gee, thanks. When do I get a trial? You don't. Uh, when do I get to speak to a lawyer? You don't. Uh, when do I get charges brought against me? You don't. Well, when does anything happen? It doesn't. When do I get out of here? You don't. When do I see my family? You don't. Where am I? You don't need to know. This is the level that this is what America can do, can do now to its citizens. Now, you tell me if, you know, that we still have a Western state. Really, essentially, with that in play, you know, it essentially is you, you can be swept away and thrown into the dungeon. And that's, that's what differentiates, you know, a republic and Western Civ from what the monarchies of old and all the dark ages were. That's why this all happened and why, you know, it took so much blood and, and guts to get out of all the dark age mentality. And what happened mm-hmm. was, well, that was the main thing. Hey, you can't just be swept away by the feudal lord and thrown into the dungeon because you won't give him his share of your little fiefdom. You know? Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. There you have it. No better than than uh, than the medieval days anymore. The king comes down with his soldiers and he rapes uh, your daughter or something, and uh, you can't do anything about it. Then he takes whatever food you have and whatever money you have, and he goes back up to the castle, and you're supposed to be, you know, tilling the soil and growing more crops and whatever other, and get a new daughter, I guess, from your from your daughter that's been raped by the king, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Have the baby, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty bad, and the uh, that's pretty scary to actually be snatched up and taken out. You know, just put in a, you know, put in a spot in Kansas and just you're eliminated. Nobody, the family, yeah. your family doesn't know what happened to you. Nobody knows. What's up with these buildings in Chicago that they could take protesters to and throw them in? Never heard of it. Never yeah, heard of, yeah, that's been a big thing up there. They have like these buildings that, you know, they they can take the protesters that have been doing stuff up there. And um, I can't remember. There's a specific name these these places have, and they basically they can just you know take you right off the street and throw you in there until they're ready to you know settle up with you. I guess essentially. And um, yeah, it's been a big stink up there because you know, I guess there's been some mm-hmm. protesting going on for for certain things, but. Yeah, that's uh, been, a, been a, one of the bigger things that, that's gone on. I heard here in Atlanta that they got a little, they've created little um, free speech parking lots. Um, basically, where you, if you want to protest at the Capitol now, you can't stand in front of the Capitol. You get to go down the street to a parking lot that's absolutely meaningless. That no one's like, why are they standing in a parking lot? I don't know. It has like little towers, like little guard towers. You know, like it's like it's a like it's a prison. Uh, 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 um, grounds. <laughs> you, you can go stand in the parking lot with your sign, and while they're they're standing guard towers over you, like you're you're in prison. That's free speech here in Atlanta. Is it is it, uh, is it uh, guard towers like like on the border? Those little. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't seen them. You know, I've been meaning to kind of go down there and take a look at it. You know, but I, I haven't gotten down there yet. But it's just like it reminds me of the when you all went to um, uh, Texas. 
and it was like, oh, you can't protest at the ranch. Here's where you can stand, like, what, three miles down the road or something like that, and they have it barricaded off, so there's no traffic. You can't be seen. It's like, hi, you're protesting. What, let the squirrels watch your sign? Is that, is that what, what happened, you know? Yeah, it's been a, it's a long time from uh, from uh, uh, Vista or uh, Bisbee. Yeah, I remember I, I got lost. We could even the do that time. anymore. Do you think we could even do something like that anymore? I'm sure we can, but uh, with this lawless president, who'd want to? I got people, you know, trying to contact me from France to come out on the border. You know, (laughs) wow. And they're going to be for a big surprise. To, I mean, the agents, you know, they're trying to seize drugs, but they got a standing order from that uh, that chief chicken chucker in Washington uh, (laughs) to not arrest anybody. Uh, Chief Chicken Chucker, is that what you? <laughs> yeah, you know they're saying that you know they saying that he's president. I said he wouldn't make a pimple on a president's backside. That's right. They couldn't right. even supervise a kindergarten class at nap time. Hey, um, mean, you know how online you can find a you can find pictures of his the jacket of his book um, Dreams of My Father, and on the back of the uh, you know the back of the jacket or the the back blurb, you know, it says Barack Obama was born in Kenya. Um, do you, is, is there a hard copy of that we can we can get? Is this for, is that real? I don't know. I mean, it's his book, right? That's his book, and it says in his book, you know, on the on the jacket, he was born in Kenya. So that should kind of like be. It's yeah, you're right. You're right. I heard, I heard but. Yeah, I mean, I see pictures of it online, but I, you know, I was trying to look up this book online to get a copy of it, you know, and to see. I'm sure it they're trying to get yeah. rid of it. They said it had been changed. That it, you know, it had undergone a change. So. Oh, it was corrected, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was corrected. It was edited. The first printing he, was an error. <laughs> yeah, as long as he was only contemplating being a senator and all that, all of it was okay. Then all of a sudden, wait a minute, you know, uh, this this is it's it's so preposterous. All of it is so ridiculous. Anyways, you know, you got all these intelligence agencies and you have Congress, and they couldn't have dug up that this guy wasn't the real deal in any way. There's all kinds of collusion going on in this thing. I don't most- think anybody went to Kenya from the Justice Department to investigate Obama. I don't think they did. I don't think they wanted to find out. I don't think they wanted to find out either. I don't think they wanted to impeach their first black president. It is conceivable that they were comfortable with McCain being the so-called war hero, the man I referred to as McCainus, and that he was white and he was going to win because Barack Obama's black. I even smirked right before the election because there were a bunch of black people in L.A., they came up to a rally we were having, and they were doing the Barack Obama thing, and I was thinking, no way, it ain't going to happen. Oh, yeah, look at it. Look at it. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we're in for one hell of a treat tomorrow night, I believe. But it starts at I, 4 o'clock, right? It's Eastern, right? It's 5 o'clock Eastern, so it'd be 4 o'clock my time, and, uh, and that's 3 o'clock your time, right, Frank? No, I think it's later than that. What kind of lame time would that be for something like that? No, 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 no. Uh, I think they said it starts at 5 o'clock Eastern. I'll look it up right now. 
No, it won't be because people are not home yet from work. They're still commuting or or, or something. Hmm. Well, and then they had uh, Frank wasn't online yet, but uh, well, these people were coming unglued, and they were Latins coming unglued because uh, the story of the news agency said that good people get their driver's license so they can go out and hunt for jobs. That's all it says. It says immigrants. Well, all these people with Latin surnames are jumping in and say, no, illegal aliens. Yep. You know, and then you got the illegal defenders. And some of them with uh, non-Latin surnames and some of them with Latin surnames. It's like they're being paid to troll on these social medias to try to make sure that that people don't see that America's fed up with this, uh, this lawlessness. Well, it's been fun and really nice talking to you there, uh, Frank. It was uh, long What'd you hear from you, John? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of checked into your show's webpage there and said hi, but the yeah, comments got buried. I really enjoyed what you were doing there. Um, <laughs> it's nasty, but I, I enjoy it. <laughs> What's that? I said it's nasty what I do, but I do enjoy it. I have fun. Oh with it. no, I meant your internet radio show that you had for a little while there. You know. Oh, oh, that one, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you still got that going. He's even, he's even got an app. He even got an app for his uh, show. Yeah, I still have I still have a, a, show, a show going, and it's generally on Thursdays, but it's available 24-7, um, all of it. It is a rather foul, but I like it, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> no. I guess I was listening to early episodes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I have evolved. I have changed. I'm more warlike than I, whatever I used to be before, in keeping with what the uh, the times are. And uh, well, yeah, that's it. No big deal. All right. Well, I got to jump off. It's uh, definitely okay. Past, past Me too. Time. I get a scram. Uh, nice talking to you, Don. Uh, stay safe out there. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, same here. All right. And uh, Frank, I'll talk to you probably after, probably over the weekend after the uh, debate. Kind yeah, of throw it around absolutely. A little bit. You okay. Bet. You take care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.